Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This amazing edition of NBA Oddspot on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. The UFC is back this Saturday night and MyBookie has a $49 risk-free bet. Not $50, $49 risk-free bet. And if you use that promo code SGP, you can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by Madden May. Our Madden Simulation Tournament, where we're giving away $10,000 in MyBookie credits to the winners with the best bracket. Plus, you can bet on all the games, including live in-game wagering. Get all the info at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Madden. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Madden. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers. They make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome to NBA Odds Pod. I am your host, Ryan McKee. We still don't have any basketball, but we do have a brand new episode, a three-man episode. Very excited for this one. We have Zach Broner, NBA specialist, and we have Steve Miller-Miller, WNBA hey. specialist. How's it going, guys? It's going good. good, Steve. Uh, Steve is our first time meeting. Excited to uh, get a little three-man action. Indeed, yeah. it's the big it's the big three turning in podcast form. <laughs> exactly. I gotta say, uh, three man action sounded a little off uh, <laughs> on the ears, but uh, I know what you mean. Um, yep. I gotta say, uh, it doesn't help with your mustache and uh, hair. Quite, a, <laughs> I, I know the listener can't see, you, but you you've got a a very sweet uh, quarantine look going for you. There is that. Yeah, the, the last day has been inspiring me to get a Larry Bird look uh, yeah. going. That was exactly what you got going on right now. A little tendency towards, you know, some three-man action vibes coming (laughs) off. (laughs) If I had to describe your hair for the listeners, I would say uh, it's like an Isro anamorphing into a jerry curl. There you go. I I, I appreciate that, Steve. (laughs) Matched with uh, young Larry Bird, and you've got it. Yeah. You've got exactly what Zach looks like right now. Um, How are you guys holding it down? No basketball, under quarantine. What have you been doing? Feeling like a degenerate gambler betting on CSGO. <laughs> what, wait, what is CSGO? Counter-Strike. It's, oh, Counter-Strike. Uh, yeah, it, that's right. It's, it's eSports. So I, I won't bet on the simulations because I think they're too easy to fix. Uh, like they, they, Every book has these football, these basketball, yeah. NBA, and, and NBA 2K sims. And you I, are aware that uh, Sports Gambling Podcast has a huge uh, Madden mayhem going on right now. I, I, I'm aware, but I'm also aware that they air them. A lot of books are taking sims where you can't even watch them on Twitch. You just sort of have to take the book's word for it oh, okay. on who won and whatever. 
And with a lot of these things, not the SGP one, uh, just yeah, because of the way everything here. went down. Yeah, yeah, but with a lot of them, how can you be sure that these books don't know the result in advance? Uh, it would it would be the easiest thing on earth, and that was part of my reservation with esports was it would be really really easy to fix. But paying off five people is a hell of a lot harder than you know paying off one. Now the phone bet ones, which are the most popular sims, I think probably aren't fixed just because a bunch of books are doing them. Yeah, uh, you do see little variations in the line, but. If there's a book that's if, if there's a sim that's only offered one place and uh, there's a definite motive for them to fix it at a time when all the books are losing money, I'd be a little cautious betting on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I think with the with one of the 2K sims that was going down, I think the NBA 2K League itself, because that was pre-recorded, there had been leaks about who won those. And, oh yeah. And, well, and, that- and people and people won money on a pre you know, pre-fixed result. So yeah. I do th- in that but that was people that was guys actually playing it it wasn't simulations it was like yeah, nba okay, yeah. players actually yes. playing it yeah. yeah and they but they yeah pre espn pre-recorded it and of course word got out beforehand yeah but huh. uh yeah so what uh so uh steve you've been gambling on uh, counter-strike but uh also uh, uh kbo is back K- KB- KBO, thank God, is back. I, I, I consider KBO an actual sport. Certain listeners might disagree with me. I've been betting KBO for years. And- uh, so for those who don't know, you just wrote an article on sportsgamblingpodcast.com about the Korean baseball organization. It is back. You can gamble on it. Uh, I mean, this with feels higher like- limits. This totally, are higher. Steve, you kind of strike me as like a hipster sports gambler. You don't like like the main I sports. Agree. You got like kind of like the WNBA, KBO. You got to have like some like offbeat stuff. Like Counter-strike. Yeah. Table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is, what is it about your degeneracy that leads you there? Which food will run out in Ryan McKee's house first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the Cheez-Its. Uh, smart, yeah, smart money on the dairy. Um, it, I look for value, and if you know, for for a long time, it was on KBO, and then so part of the reason I got so into the WNBA was that the regular NBA became so damn boring. The the result was predetermined. You knew the Warriors were going to win every year. It wasn't so in the W. And those games became a little better to watch, and they're a little better from a gambling perspective. The lines are a lot softer. Uh, the games are shorter, so you get your money faster, which is a super degenerate thing to say, that yeah. <laughs> having your money in 40 minutes instead of 48 minutes of play I get, get it. Gets, every, gets everything turned over faster, but there's also fewer commercial breaks. Uh, everything, everything is quicker in the W than it is, than it is in the regular NBA. And that's, that's another sign of degeneracy is when your action addiction is so quick that – you, well, and, you know. and as you said last time you were on the podcast, you can also get the WNBA League Pass for what, like six dollars for the season? It's Sixteen dollars. Sixteen. Yes. Oh, I am sorry. Yeah. And if you get to put then, on a plug for the for League Pass right now, they now have every game since 2015 on League Pass. So if you want to see peak Maya Moore, who quit to go get some convict out of jail, or if you want to see like the the finals with Candace Parker and all, all that all that stuff though that's available for you to watch when there's absolutely nothing else on. Well there you uh, go. There you the, go. The other thing I loved about the KBO was the time it popped off. So it goes off at it, the games generally on a Tuesday through Friday start around 5 5:30 in the morning here on the East Coast where you are probably closer to 2. Uh but that allowed me to get up at 5, get in a little KBO action like while I got ready for work, whatever. Yeah. Uh and yeah, 
So, uh, that, but, but if you wanted to do like a day long parlay, you'd put like a little bit of that. You put some European soccer in midday. Uh, then maybe you throw an NBA NBA game at night. Get your money. Get your money line parlays in. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I have. Uh, I've. I actually. I won a little bit of money on your on your first night of picks for KBO, Steve. I did. Yeah, play I went one and one, but my underdog cash. Yeah, exactly. So I did. I did come out a little bit ahead on that one. Um, so thank you for that. And mostly, I, as far as my gambling goes, like, uh, other than you know, of course, uh, like uh, Madden Mayhem, which I'm gambling on, of course. Uh, I've been doing a lot of horse race gambling with the Twin Spires app, which is and actually I'm the degenerate. Yeah, well, that, that, why is that? Horse racing is a total America's pastime. That's just that's just old school degeneracy. Not not hip, I called you a hipster degenerate. It's it's the sport of kings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what have you been gambling on, Zach? Anything? You know, not much. I, I I've been really enjoying the Madden Mayhem. Watching it. Um, I I said over our email thread. I've been happy to say I had not been doing as much, but I've been actually kind of. You know, a little more old school too. Just playing a lot of uh, like, you know, Venmo with with friends, poker games on Poker Stars. Oh, cool. You know, or no, no free ads, but you know, any poker app that is associated with the SGP. Um, just kind of bringing back some live good fun with friends. So I've been enjoying that, even though I'm not very good. Li- live virtual fun with friends. Exactly. Yeah. McKee, you're killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sorry to keep, I'm sorry to keep throwing reality into it. (laughs) Um, hopefully, you know, I think what we're going to get into is more, but there was some good news in the sporting world recently with more ideas being thrown out. So hopefully, you know, our time is starting to tick down to when we get real American sports back on TV. Absolutely. Well, maze of teeth, you get German sports back. Yeah, that's That's yeah. So, and then, and that's a pretty big league, know that Bundesliga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a big league. And so, uh, yeah, that was going to transition into what we're, we're, what we're talking about today is just kind of everything we know about basketball coming back as far as what we've heard in the news, uh, what the probability is. And we're just going to talk through it a little bit. My first question was going to be to Steve, like, what could we learn from what the Korean baseball organization has been doing? Like with their kind of like, have they been like, is it like a bubble system where they section off the players and all the coaches from everybody else? And I know they're not, they're not having fans. And what do you know about the, how they're organizing? I was it? surprised how many fans there were. So I think the stands are open to maybe the players' families or something like that. But there were a good solid couple couple hundred people in the stands uh, on opening night of KBO. Not a lot. I mean, it wasn't full. It was, they they weren't all in one section. They were appropriately social distanced. People were married. People, people had masks on. Whatever, but uh, it seemed to be a successful opening, from what everybody said. And what we can take away from a gambling perspective is these lines are going to be sharp as all hell. So these odds makers have had nothing but nothing to do but sit there and sharpen their knives yeah. while, while 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 nothing has been happening. So the value that I normally find on Korean baseball wasn't really there, uh, and there were a lot of the lines seemed a little trappish. They turned out to be on opening night. And we'll see whether this dissipates as other sports return. Uh, I mean, can you see a league like the NBA or WNBA being able to like replicate, uh, being able to pull this off where they're isolating players and, and being able to do a tournament? 
WNBA, yes, because they have about as many teams as the KBO and with fewer players per team, obviously, because it's basketball, not baseball. W, I mean, regular NBA, I'm not so sure. But you could get everybody in the state of Florida or Arizona or Vegas or whatever. And I'm 30 times 12, you know, you're talking about an awful lot of people there. And whether you've got to make sure that every single one of them doesn't come into some sort of contact, you got, you know, I would assume that you would, you know, you'd have to suspend half the Utah Jazz, <laughs> et cetera. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the problem. Uh, what would they do if one player tests positive? Does that team automatically get uh, kicked out? Or, you know, you d- there's a lot of, I mean, I'm sure that Adam Silver is like running through all these kind of iterations. But I don't know, what have you been reading, Zach? Yeah, no, I mean, I think the more I think about it, like if you, yes, it, it's, it seems almost impossible to think that everyone um you know would actually buy into the idea of the quarantine and, and and you know the issue of the one person who goes out on a saturday night and comes back um but if you look at like the totality of the financial stakeholders most players would be very convinced that they you know want these games to happen to get whatever money associated with you know these extra playoff games so you know if you look at a nba team you know yeah you have your lebron jameses who don't care about whatever financial impact these next few games might have. But I think from what we know about the way athletes manage their finances, um, you know, getting, you know, a million dollars set of game checks from the playoffs or whatever it is, I don't know the actual money. um, You know, I think that could lead to most people saying, okay, let's just do this. Let's survive, you know, the next three weeks without friends and family. And then, and then we'll get back. So I mean, you know, Le- yeah, LeBron did tweet out just the other day. And, like, and, yeah, they want to, wants- they do want to play. They want to figure this out. And- yes, but I, I'm saying for him, he has not have a, a financial stake in figuring it out. Yeah. But he has a competitive, he's, you know, very wants to compete. And I'm sure there are a lot of, you know, if you look at a team like the Clippers or the Lakers, you know, they invested so much by, you know, making future trades that sacrifice their future to compete in these next two years. Um so they have a really big incentive to kind of figure out a way to get this done. You think they'd be willing to quarantine themselves for at least a couple months, though, if they were to do that away from their families? Yeah, I mean, if they if if they skip straight to the playoffs and do five game series throughout, you know, playing every other night, you know, then mm. I guess I, I think they they could maybe compress it as far as possible. You know, that that's not that hasn't been you know raised anywhere. But I highly doubt we're seeing a full regular season finishing plus um, full playoffs. Yeah. Do you think? I don't think they'll play the regular season. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Steve. I mean, like if you're doing the whole quarantine thing, like nobody's doing that because they desperately want to see the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, um, obviously it still has implications on lottery odds. It still has some, there is some out side teams that could still make it in the playoffs. Um, but we don't even know if they would do all 16 teams in the playoffs as they normally would. They might cut it down to 12 teams or, you know, I mean, they're yeah. talking about all kinds of different stuff. But I, I was surprised to hear that they are still thinking about doing regular season games. I don't, I don't know if that's just something that they're putting out there to make it seem like they're still discussing it with the players' union. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't seem well, possible. Well, I think with, with, if they don't finish the regular season, then the local sports networks are completely left out in the dust because all the playoffs are national TV games. So they would get, if, if they pursued a plan that completely left out any more regular season games, 
then those partners of the league would just get no share in whatever pie they create. Now for a quick break, and we'll be right back with more from Zach and Steve. Whether you're down in your luck or just because you're stuck, find relief with my bookie, where there's never a quarantine on fun. Life Without Sports is finally nearing to an end this week with the UFC putting on its first show in nearly two months, and you can bet the house that everybody will be watching. Over-under submissions, KO decisions, and every other type of bet that you can possibly ask for is at mybookie.ag. Start off small or swing for the fence by taking advantage of this stacked card to win some cash at my bookie. And if the return of a good old fashioned blood sport doesn't get your attention, have some fun on the house with the wager that you can you simply can't lose. You heard that right, a sports bet that you can't possibly lose. This Saturday, grab a risk-free bet up to $49 from our friends at MyBookie because they don't want you to miss out on the action and neither do you. Earnings from MMA and simulated sports not coming in quick enough for you? Try your hand in the MyBookie Casino with instant access to hundreds of classic slots and table games. New blackjack tournaments starting every week offering opportunities to enter free and score a portion of huge jackpots. Stay safe and stay sane from the comfort of your own home. Sign up right now go to mybookie.ag and use promo code SGP and they will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. If you put in $100, they'll spot you $50. So you're basically getting free money to play just for supporting the show. With MyBookie, you bet you win. And most importantly, when you win, you get paid. Here's a a thing that seems to be a a major sticking point just with optics, though, is just how many uh, COVID-19 testing kits it would take to be able to ensure everybody's safe. And then it's just, it looks horrible if they, in the news every day we hear that there's uh, not enough testing kits and then the NBA suddenly gets enough testing kits to test all their players. Uh, I don't know, it feels like the, a big sticking point to me. It's part of the reason you keep them in a bubble, I would imagine, so that you don't have to test them every single day. You yeah. Just- yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I think also that's like, Part of the reason why they will want to wait as long as possible is so that the impact of having enough tests for every NBA player every day of the tournament is as close to 0% impact on the total capacity of the United States ability to test people. Yeah. Um, I mean, and also the, the big three was already supposed to come back with a quarantine tournament. And I saw uh, Ice Cube. Yeah, that's unlock, right? Yeah, uh, I saw Ice Cube recently tweet. At, somebody had tweeted at him like, what the hell? It's May. We haven't heard anything about the Big Three tournament. What's up, Cube? And he said, uh, we can't move any faster than the government. Or he, he made some comment like that, like maybe they don't have enough testing kits even for the Big Three to uh, be able to test guys. Not that they're like pushing around the same amount of money that the NBA is, but there's a lot fewer guys that they would be able to get in it. And you would still think there's enough financial incentive with a network to be able to air this. Yeah. I mean, in an I empty arena. I mean, I guess they would do it in an empty arena. They, everything else is. Yeah. But I, I think if they, if they aired on TV, the potential for, if they can, you know, get these on big national networks, the potential, like everyone is going to be tuned in. We saw it with the NFL draft. That's what I was going to say. It's the highest ratings for any like NFL sports, draft. If you like sports and there's a live NBA game on, even if it's weird with no fans in the stands, I mean, who, who do you know that likes sports remotely that wouldn't have that on TV, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, the degenerates alone, but this somebody like my dad who doesn't even gamble on sports, he's just been complaining about how he has nothing to watch because there's no sports on. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, he, I'm sure he's never watched the big three, but he'd definitely be all in on the big three if it came back. I might have to get him into uh, Korean baseball. I don't know. Get him league pass. Get him WNBA <laughs> league pass. Wait, so is it, do, do, do we know like how good Korean baseball is compared to the MLB? It's about like if I had to compare, you most people say double A. I'd say somewhere between double A AA and triple A. But a lot of the a lot of the the way you could tell is the players that come over from the U.S. Most of them are former like roughly triple A prospects. They were maybe in the big leagues for a year, a half year, or maybe like two, three years. And they were at eh, like Darren Ruff was over there for a little while. Aaron Altair is there now. Uh, Josh Sopold was a big star over there. Josh Lindblom, formerly of the Pirates, I want to say. Uh, he won MVP a couple, a couple of years ago. But you only get, I think, two or three imports per team. And they, they tend to be pretty good. But they a lot of times they get outpaced by the – Korean players and there can be value betting sometimes if uh, a number just gets absolutely steamed because I don't know some former Diamondbacks prospect is pitching uh, against against a Korean and yeah. there's yeah, yeah you can take the other side and is it the second best league in the world hard to say uh, I don't have personal experience watching something like the Taiwanese league uh, I've, I'm told it's pretty good but it pops off at a time where I just can't watch. And also it's a pain in the ass to find a stream for those sorts of things. It's not all that difficult to find KBO streams. You can find them on Twitch. Now they're even on ESPN, but uh, something like, like Taiwan. Uh, Also, I heard Nicaragua's league is pretty high level and uh, a lot of, a lot of of MLB clubs send their players down there in the off season because it's equatorial. They've always got, you know, 80 degree weather, whatever. Yeah. So unsure on what the like Euro, the Euroleague version, what the Euroleague is to the NBA, what uh, th- that would be to the MLB. I think it's roughly about equal, but I, again, I'm not super well versed on yeah. European men's basketball. European women's, I know because it has all all my girls. But <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, speaking of all your girls, there was uh, a WNBA draft, and there was. Got I watched me, me and 147,000 other lesbians watched. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it got like some of the best ratings of any WNBA draft ever, right? Just because well, nobody it benefited from the same thing as regular as the, as the NFL draft where it was up against absolutely nothing. I watched it last year and uh, whatever. I was supposed to get a press pass for the draft this year. Uh, Cause I hit them up. I'm like, Hey, I'm with world renowned media institution the sports gambling podcast on their really? WNBA correspondents can i get a press pass they said well it must we, be a record record setting event for sgp first press pass right yeah, I, would, I, I was gonna frame it put it on the wall etc <laughs> you know next to the picture of me and sabrina but no none of that wound up happening they had to do it via zoom whatever yeah. oh, uh, man. but yeah it was it Maybe was a pretty year. good draft a lot of surprises too uh a lot of a lot of players slipped and uh there were, there were some surprising early picks, but yeah, I was enthralled for all 90 minutes of the, of the three rounds of the WNBA draft. That, that's the thing is they, they, sh- they shoot it out with efficiency in yeah. the W. The first round was done in 45 minutes because it's only 10 teams. Second round, uh, they, didn't, I, they weren't even announcing. It was just a, a crawl on the bottom of the screen. But. 
And uh, was there any like- Nobody was social distancing either. That was the other thing. They oh, did really? the thing via, via Zoom to make sure that, you know, all the players were, you know, not all in the same room. But just like in the NFL draft, they had a dozen people sitting on the couches yeah. uh, all within three feet of each other. So how much from a public health perspective it was a success is, remains to be determined. Was there any uh, real long shots, like get picked higher that cashed as far as, like, nope. did you bet so on they, any of those? The, the only lines that I saw was for the number one overall pick and it was at my bookie uh, and they, it was Sabrina. You had to bet a hundred dollars to win 50 cents. <laughs> and I think $250 was the maximum. And it was a <laughs> foregone conclusion. Like they already had jerseys printed. It was, it was like when Shaq got drafted. And so yeah. is, is Sabrina like, you know, the, like the LeBron James of WNBA history right now? No. So, uh, she was, she's good, but she's, she's not Tarasi. She's not, she's not even Stewie. She's not Brittany Griner. She's proven nothing so far. And she comes from a school that doesn't play really top level talent. Like Oregon, like it, yeah. you know, they, they, they play on it. She's not, she went to South Carolina or UConn or something like that. They, she could very well not be all that great. I mean, I she heard, might be an all, she might be an all-star, but we'll see. I heard her NBA comp might be West, uh, Russell Westbrook. That's possible. The the other thing, the what made me a fan of Sabrina was during the draft she kept giving ESPN one word answers when it was obvious that they had they banked on her taking like four or five minutes to talk, and she's just like, "I'm excited." <laughs> Next, uh, and they, there were these awkward lags in their in their draft coverage because Sabrina just wasn't playing their game, and I think it, it might be part of it is that she's Romanian, so like her yeah. parents were very like nose to the grindstone short direct answers to things and well, that, that's hey, the that's way she very, learned to communicate that's very russell westbrook as well this one word answer is not giving the press a lot exactly she might just yeah, be like was, lining up she more was than also we think. wearing a tablecloth no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um i mean what does she do does she make the new york liberty any better or are they still the worst team in the league they uh, the wings are the, the wings were the worst team in the league before and they'll probably remain so just because they're in such a huge rebuild the I don't, i'm not sure how much better the liberty get because they have a lot of they they churned about half their roster they're unsure whether their six foot ten chinese woman is returning so uh han shu is she, she comes from china she's she's a big obviously but she's pretty raw uh we'll see whether she comes back for the season or not Tra travel restrictions are a little strange at the moment they also traded away Tina Charles, their only all-star, now plays for the Washington Mystics, who won the title last year. So it'll be Tina Charles and Elena Deladon in, in Washington. And we'll see what winds up happening there. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think they're probably in a, in a rebuild that lasts another, like, two, three years or so. They are in Brooklyn whenever teams go back to playing in their regular arenas. So they'll be playing at the Barclays Center. And they've got a new home. They're no longer playing at the Westchester Community Center. And... <laughs> uh, I, I think it, the, the excitement the excitement should be there. The other thing that they have going for them is that they have this hype crew that is comprised entirely of senior citizens called the Timeless Torches, and they come out and they twerk, and they do like all these sexually suggestive dances, all these like Jewish grandmas from Queens. And uh, I actually think you have, uh, Brooklyn Nets do a similar thing. I don't know if that's where they got it. Oh, it might be. It's I yeah. It's the same owner. Um, yeah, what, um, 
Oh, what are we thinking just like on schedule? If the if the NBA comes back and goes through to like August, when would the WNBA play their season? Hopefully August. So one idea that's been floated that I really like is the undercard idea, where if the NBA comes back and they do just the playoffs, you have a regular season WNBA game played directly before it on the same court, aired on the same broadcast. And you just get like kind of a double header sort of idea. I absolutely love that. It exposes the league to more fans. They see it's not too radically different from regular NBA basketball. Uh, it expands the betting markets. Maybe limits get kicked up a little bit, but you know, that might be a little bit of a pipe dream on my part. And yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's, that's ideally what I would love to see. And even looking forward then when they're talking about the NBA coming back in December instead and pushing it back into the summer next summer as well. And if it, if the undercard idea works, that could, that could kind of be the, the regular thing going forward for the WNBA. For, for a year or two. Yeah. It'll depend uh, how long everything lasts though. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, what's to stop it from being the norm though? Well, the other thing is that, uh, like this, this gets said as a joke, but if there's any league that's used to playing in front of no fans, it's the W. Uh, and and th that's kind of factored into my futures thinking as well, because there's going to be teams that, you know, the Atlanta Dream, the Indiana Fever, that are so used to a completely dead arena that this is not going to really affect them at all, versus the Seattle Storm or the Phoenix Mercury tap the shirt yeah. uh who are gonna who are used to that x factor and are used to it being loud and are used to getting you know maybe a couple calls or whatever and uh they're not they, they won't have that if they're you know if everybody's watching to see the nba and there's no fans in the stands yeah uh, zach what do you think about the nba just like waiting until december to start and that maybe just being the norm going forward i think it'll be interesting i, I know like a lot of people have been clamoring for that schedule adjustment generally even before uh coronavirus i i personally like the way it is now I'm, I'm used to having i love the finals in june um but certainly it does it does make sense because even though the finals are fun in june they're in july and august usually nba and i know there are other sports going on but if you just had the nba you're kind of salivating for for content but yeah going back to the, the idea of no fans i think that would be really interesting in the nba too because you have a most likely seeing the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, where that, if in, in, in normal times, that would have been a all seven home games for the Lakers. Now, playing in front of no crowd, you know, that really does equalize things, I think, between like the battle for L.A. if they're just battling in an empty, empty practice gym or empty arena. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. I was actually thinking that, like, kind of the time off uh, quarantine actually, like, benefits a team – uh, like the Lakers more because uh, they have older players, especially LeBron, uh, able to recoup and then be able to come. They're like used to more veterans used to coming back and just being able to play again, as opposed to like, say the Bucks, a little younger, uh, you know, their advantage was their athleticism over someone like the Lakers. Uh, well, what teams do you think benefit in that regard? Yeah, no, I mean, if, I, if I'm, I'm a Bucks fan, I'm very upset right now because this is, you know, their best team since since the late '80s, and and Giannis going into a contract negotiation, and they're not even going to get a chance to, you know, really test the theory of if they're legit in the East. Um, so definitely hurts the Bucks. I think it's it's good for 
the, the Lakers and, and the Clippers too, honestly. And, and from where I'm sitting, I think those are by far the two most best suited teams for this type of gauntlet type tournament that we're looking at. Um, yeah, because uh, have- both Kawhi and Paul George can recoup yeah. uh, from the season. They were both struggling with injuries all year or like yeah, at and- least doing a lot of rest. And, and and guys who typically face chronic, you know, lower body stuff throughout the season really just have a chance to get off their knees for, you know, two months going into the playoffs. Really a unique situation. And I think you, you could see some rust, but I think you could also see some older players really pressing the gas in, in this type of setting. Okay, we're going to take another quick break and be right back. I just wanted to remind you guys that we have an awesome Madden Mayhem tournament going on right now. Go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Madden. We've got a full Madden Sims tournament going on. And we're giving away $10,000 in my bookie credits for the best brackets. You can also bet on all the games, including live wagering, prop bets, futures, and much more available at mybookie.ag. Games airing... Thursday through Sunday night, starting at 5 Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And, and, and it's great. Like The guys from Sports Gambling Podcast are doing the commentary with Colby, the Dantabase. Very funny. Very fun to listen to. Even if you're not betting on it, it's fun to watch. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Madden for all the details. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Madden for all the details. Zach, you think there's a shot that uh, Kevin Durant comes back? So if I don't know what his what his condition is, uh, no, but yeah, it's been floated out there. Yeah, it's been is... floated out there, and it would be you know, I guess he tore his Achilles in June, so it would be eleven months. I mean, probably wouldn't make sense for them, but you know, you're telling me if Katie and Kyrie were healthy, the Nets could definitely make a run in the East. It would be yeah, definitely worth uh, putting on some money on, uh, depending on the odds. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anything else about basketball coming back before we get into some ridiculous topics? Any other thoughts, teams that could help other like random WNBA thoughts? What do you think? No, I mean, one thing just to follow up on that, who wins and who loses. If you're the Warriors right now, I think you feel absolutely amazing. You have, you know, a season where you basically punted on the season and then that season basically punts on itself. And, you know, you have Steph basically sits out the entire year um clay gets healthy and they you know we might even have a season where no one wins the title this year anyways so golden state picks the perfect year to have like a one-year mini rebuild in the middle of a dynasty yeah they i mean i I would say the only negative is they didn't really get to see what wiggins could do this season and then what are they going to do with him moving forward are they you know going to keep his salary on the books well, the, the, the lucky thing is for them is that they, in the Wiggins deal, they got the 20, they got Minnesota's pick for next year. Yeah. So they'll still have a future trade ship, you know, going in the regular season next year that they can use, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, last WNBA thought for me is a lot, uh, in most of the futures have stayed the same, but the dream are up to a hundred to one. They were 80 to one when we recorded our podcast before. I love them, uh, for the, for the home court advantage reason that that was said before. And also they had arguably the best draft of anybody. They got Kennedy Carter, uh, look up her YouTube footage. If you want, it's C H E N N E D Y Carter. Uh, just an explosive player out of Texas A&M, uh, really gave them a lot of depth. 
And uh, at 100 to 1 on a season where anything, no, who, you know, who knows what might happen. They have a lot of other players that are returning from injury. The core of the Sun that went to the finals last year uh, moved their way down to Atlanta. I absolutely love the dream still. All right, so that that would be your best long shot uh, is the the dream. Yeah, and I, if they make it to the playoffs, it's hedgeable. Even even at NBA at W limits, uh, you know, if you have a hundred dollars at a hundred to one, you know, that's something you might look into hedging. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, I don't know if you guys saw the announcement that LeBron made about Space Jam. Uh, it's coming back, and. Uh, did you see LeBron's quarantine beard? He's like really uh, edging in on like James Harden territory now. But not Ben Roethlisberger territory. <laughs> He's no. not a big band yet. He's not even close to big band. No, not, 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 <laughs> not a big band level yet. I don't know. I, are either of you excited about Space Jam? I don't know. I feel like I, I didn't care about space, the first Space Jam that much. Are you, either of you fans? Never saw the first one. Like to, yeah, to no, this I've never day. seen it either, honestly. What? That, Three basketball fans? I don't think I've ever like sat and watched it all the way through either. Huh. Well, well fuck, didn't he, didn't he, fuck aren't Jordan. Aren't we all children of the 90s too? I think we're like all roughly the same age where like we were like kind of growing up in the target demographic for Space Jam. Although, I don't know. I was a teenager when it came out. So I thought like, you know, I'm too old for this. Like, you know, Yeah. I, I'm, I, yeah. You and I might be, we're definitely older than Zach. I'm probably older than all of you. And uh, yeah, I wasn't really as much in the target, but yeah, it wasn't for me. So it, also, I, I I was from Cleveland, and we everybody hated Jordan. So the idea that I'd go see a movie that wait is based around Jordan really like people hated uh, Jordan that much in Cleveland. I, I oh yeah, I people married a woman from Jordan, Cleveland. Right? I know how they hold grudges. I should know, but I should know better than to question that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's some there's some rough uh, Cleveland visuals in the Last Dance, Steve. Oh yeah, you go to any bar and you have a couple beers. Somebody will tell you all about how Jordan's dad died because of his gambling debts. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've heard that in way more places than Cleveland, but for sure. (laughs) That narrative has universal appeal. For sure, for sure. Um, Are you guys watching The Last Dance? Yeah, I've been been loving it. And I have to say, my big takeaway from, you know, people have always used the 90s Bulls and, sorry, the 90s Knicks and the bad boy Pistons as like the proxy for what 90s basketball was all about when they make criticisms of today's players being all buddy, buddy and, and the style being too loose, you know, I, I'm a, I guess I'm a little younger. I didn't really realize that bird and magic and Michael and Charles were so close off the floor. And it was really Isaiah who was an outcast. Um, yeah. You know, and that's why he got yeah left off the dream team. He was certainly yeah. So it, like it more really qualified than Stockton. Yeah. It really is interesting that, um, you know, I guess the narratives about, you know, players being buddy-buddy with each other and, you know, having whatever hate between playoff competition, um, you know, I think we're seeing that it's not totally a juxtaposition between what basketball is like today and what basketball used to be like. Yeah, I mean, I think that started, I think at least to hear Larry Bird tell it, like he and Magic had legitimate hatred for each other from college until a little later on in their career where they did become friendly, but like early on in their career, they definitely, at least according to bird, like hated each other. Uh, Sometime around when like Jordan came around and maybe like he was the younger brother to both of them. They, they all kind of liked each other. So 
yeah, no, I mean, I see what you're saying with that narrative, but I think it's AAU, right? That changed everything. These guys all just played each other since yeah. they were kids. So it's hard not for them to be friends at that point. But I mean, with this documentary, it's just really, you know, Jordan and Scotty are just the coolest guys of all time. It's just so cool. Like the way they go about their business, it's just awesome. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, it seemed like that team, uh, Jordan was definitely like the dad, like the disapproving dad of that team. And he would like, just make fun of you and like push you to be harder. And then like Scotty was the one that would like come put his arm around you. He was like the mom of the team. He was like, Oh no, man, it's not, it's not as bad as you think. You're still good. You're still a good player. Um, it's been awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, and I, I, I mean, people are treating it like it's basketball, like it's a live event. People are live tweeting and shit like that. Like, it definitely wouldn't get this much juice. <laughs> I mean, this is like the perfect yeah. time for it to come out. Absolutely. And one last break, and then we'll be right back. Have you ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. That's right, six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. I'm excited for the, for season two about the Houston Comets. No, that story is insane. Uh, how, like how the league was founded. They wound up getting like the three top players in the world. Uh, they, then they immediately win four titles right in a row. The, the Comets documentary is going to be insane. And they're saying it could happen. So are yeah. they really going to do a, a Comets documentary? Yeah. There, uh, I've already heard the podcast version. It's on the, I think the WNBA Nation podcast. But yeah, recommended listening. Go listen to the uh, the podcast episodes about the history of the Houston Comets. It's nuts. And then they won their four titles, and then the team immediately folded. That's crazy. I see. I didn't know any of that. But, I didn't know uh, what the Comets were. For those of us who don't know what the Comets are, it's a now defunct WNBA team. Yeah. Yeah. Cher- Cheryl Swoops, Tina Thompson. Uh, they had Kim Parrott, who died in the middle of the season. She had this brain cancer and then uh, dropped dead. And then they, they, they dedicated their third title to her. There's just so much I- I- insane lore. That'll be an uplifting uh, episode. I feel like I want to stop recording this podcast now so I can go listen to this other podcast you're talking about, about it. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to us. Listen super to meta podcasting, right? I'm not even telling <laughs> people to stop listening. I'm saying I'm going to stop it right here. No. Um, uh, all right, a couple other topics, and then we'll get going. Uh, Meta World Peace. I don't know if you guys saw this. He changed his name again. He announced on the uh, Danny Green podcast. He is now known as Meta Ford Artest. He took his wife's name, hyphenated his old name Artest with his wife's name Ford. Meta Ford Artest. Do we like this better or worse than Meta World Peace? I think he should merge with Ocho Cinco. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Meta Ocho Cinco Ford, our test. Yeah. The AOL Time Warner of mentally ill athletes. I just cannot imagine changing your name multiple times. The amount of administrative headaches you must have with like your bank and like your house and just everything. Why? What's the point? Changing your address is a pain in the ass. Yeah, I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah. yeah. I know they're gonna have to change his uh, big three jersey. 
Yeah. It's hey, <laughs> a lot of shit that's going to have to go into this. Uh, and I also, I wanted the other piece of news I saw, uh, and I wanted to ask uh, Steve about this. Uh, Diana Taurasi announced she wants to own her own WNBA team. Uh, would she be more of a Jordan-like owner or more of like a Larry Bird type GM? Actually, a good GM or a bad owner? So she said this in an Instagram live that was four hours long. It was her, Sue Bird, and Sue Bird's girlfriend, Megan Rapino of the U.S. Women's National yep. Soccer Team. They were all pissed drunk by the time she said this. So they were they were they spend the first hour like playing drinking games, talking about like, hey, uh, which which WNBA players are basically just professional fouls, and then they'd say a name, and then they'd both drink if you know the player fouled too much. What or was whatever. their drink of choice? Did they say? They were drinking wine. Uh, they were de- so I know Tarasi was was drinking wine. I think Sue. I think Sue and Megan had uh, like some sort of mixed drink, but they they might have they might have had wine too. I'm not too sure. I know Rapino was absolutely shit faced by like the third <laughs> hour. She was slurring. She couldn't really like walk much. Uh, I mean, she's a lot. She's she's a lot smaller than them. She doesn't have the weight to yeah, be able to exactly. She's not big and. So by the by the time this was said, Tarasi's like sort of drunk, and her wife Penny Taylor, legendary WNBA player, uh, now an assistant coach for the Mercury for, for the Mercury, comes on, and they're sitting together, they're having wine, and Tarasi says, and this is why I think she'd be a Jordan type owner, that scouting doesn't matter. That uh, <laughs> so with her assistant Shit. coach wife sitting directly next to her, she's like, oh yeah, scouting doesn't matter at all, uh, and. Yeah, that's she's why probably I, against like advanced analytics as, as well. Oh yeah, 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 definitely not. She she gets a feeling in her gut. It, it's like Sean Green making a pick on an NFL game. Like yeah, you just know. <laughs> and uh, sick that, burn on the SGP is. guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, insiders. Uh, but, all right. uh, the, the entire insta- the entire IG live was great. Uh, the WNBA has produced a lot of good content like of players talking to other players. There was one of Chelsea Gray talking to Don Staley, who's the head coach of South Carolina. Uh, that was another really good. And this stuff just makes its way to YouTube, but you learn like little angles and little interesting stories and what have you. It's kind this of the a- like, it's the, it's the low budget, like 30 for 30 of the WNBA. Yeah. So wait, the, this is, it was a WNBA produced live stream and they were per, they were just drinking the entire time. They were like, okay. No, with- Megan, and, Megan and Sue have their own show. I oh, forget the name of it, but it's called like the big event or something. But once a week, they they bring somebody on, and I think they're doing Gina Oriyama of uh, UConn next week or something like that. But they, it's usually some sort of sports figure. Uh, Joe and Jill Biden were on last week, and uh, Megan. I mean, was, they're just Megan looking was, for any way to get their message out there at this yeah, point. Yeah, Megan was sitting <laughs> from there Joe's like, bunker, to him, and there was this very cringe moment where Jill Biden, who kind of looked like his caretaker, like not to get too political, but she she's like sort of looked like a home nurse. And she goes, hey, Megan, <laughs> I dyed my hair purple to support women's equality. And she showed this just very boomerly done uh, section of her hair that she, that she had dyed purple. And it was like, oh, grandma. Uh, <laughs> like, well, I mean, she's tried, trying. She really tried. Yeah. She's trying. She's trying. Um, all right, guys. Well, I, I feel like we we've done it all. We we we've summed up where basketball is right now and what we know. We've learned about Korean baseball. We've learned about uh, the Houston Comets. Uh, where can everybody find you online? 
uh, writing low engagement tweets about uh, KBO betting lines on Bless Your Grind on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, follow him at, at Bless Your Grind and Zach. Zach, uh, I'm at NBA Zach B, uh, spelled as expected uh, on Twitter. Haven't been as active, but um, trying to stay healthy and happy during the quarantine. So I've been tweeting out some stuff. All right. Cool, guys. Well, thanks for being on NBA OzPod and talk to you soon. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.